0: Hey there, do you dream of escaping into a book? Maybe your escape includes a cozy cabin in the mountains or a magical town along the coast. Either way, you're in the right place. Welcome to Literary Escapes with me, Becky. This year on the podcast, we're exploring the United States. So every week I'm gonna bring you a new book set in a different state. So let's see where we're going today. So how are you today?
1: I'm doing good yeah and you it's nice to meet you it's
0: nice to meet you as well thank you for joining me on the Literary Escapes podcast
1: yeah you're welcome (laughs) thanks for having me
0: yeah well and thank you for participating in the Read Across the U.S. Book Club and representing
1: the awesome state of Alaska you're welcome it's gonna be fun I'm looking forward to it
0: yeah and so
1: in representing Alaska, you live there, right? Yes. Yep. I live in a teeny tiny town called Tok, T-O-K. Um, it's in the interior. It's uh, pretty much in the middle of nowhere. We are on the road system, so that's a that's less That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but we are four hours from Fairbanks, uh, about seven hours from Anchorage, and 90 miles from the Yukon border. So we are the Ooh. first first town that you get to um even though we're not technically a town we're just a community um so if you're driving in you have to go through toke that is amazing and so does toke have like a
0: downtown or a Um, town we
1: have (laughs) we have a um we do have a grocery store because we are the first town that you actually, you know, stop in as you're driving in. We have a lot of services for tourists.
0: Oh, um, okay. So
1: like gas stations, we have a couple of them. Um, we just got a hardware store. Well, I guess we've had a hardware store, but we, um, it shut down now. I think it might still be open, <laughs> but it's going to be struggling <laughs> if it because we got another one and that was, wow. that was good. Um, but we only have 1500 people here on okay. a good like summer time, and that number decreases during the winter.
0: Okay, I was wondering um, about that. Okay,
1: yeah, we have two restaurants now. Um, and, that's and are they open than- only during the summer, or no, those two are open year round. We do have another mm-hmm. two that pop up during the summer, so okay, it's not not much, but that's enough, real-
0: and so. In a lot of the books that you read, it seems like people in the interior, a common way of getting around um, is by plane. Yes. Is that uh, <clears throat> is yeah, that for real? Yeah. <laughs> no,
1: that is totally for real. Um, there is uh, several places that are out, not on the road system, um, where the only way in and out is on plane. Okay. So we have um, a air service here in Toke Um, and during the, I guess their busy months (laughs) would be hunting when they're taking Uh, hunters into the bush Um, and then they do, um, they are the air uh, mail plane for uh, some communities. So they'll fly in once a week or twice a week. Um, and then a lot of times that's the only time that those people in those communities come out um, or can come out unless okay. they have an emergency. Um, and so sometimes they'll hitch you ride on the mail plane and <laughs> um, because most of the roads, if there are roads, um, like we lived in a little town that's about an hour and a half northwest, northeast of us. <clears throat> it's not a town. It's just a little spot. <laughs> in the road. Um, called chicken. And it has I don't know, I think five people that live there all year round.
0: Holy moly.
1: Um, yeah, but That's the highway, small. <laughs> yeah, the highway going up there, once um I think it's October, end of October, they stop maintaining the road. So okay. um every it snows in and if it's a high snow year, you're not getting out. Um, and then wow. there's a community that's even further in it's, uh, I think probably like five hours from us on a good day. Um, and yeah, they, they have to wait until gosh, I guess they start plowing, making they start plowing. I think mid April to may, they start working their way, working their way from both it. ends coming in. So okay. and then wow. by May, it's, the road is usually open.
0: <laughs> that so. is so crazy. I'm in Florida, so
1: it's <laughs> like as, yeah. as different as I can even imagine. <laughs> well, yeah, totally. And especially like Toke is a different type of community because we are um, recorded as the coldest inhabited place in the North America. Um our coldest is, that was recorded as negative 88 degrees. I cannot so, even imagine that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I have not seen that. I've seen negative 60s in the negative 60s, but I haven't seen Ooh. negative 80s.
0: And, <laughs> that is some serious cold. Um,
1: it is very serious. Yeah. It's it's, it's kind of crazy when you think about it because if you're, if it, outside it's negative 60s, um, inside, like our house is right now, 70 above. So that's a huge difference. That's a between huge difference outside and inside, um, and even during the like difference in summer and winter. So we can get down to um, usually every year we get in the negative 50s every every year, wow. um, even if it's just for a couple of days. Uh, wow, you know sometimes we'll get colder obviously but um in the summer we can get as warm high as like mid 90s so we're going that's crazy
0: that's like serious extremes
1: it is it is so it's kind of you know wow hard. it's different yeah and so
0: gosh I have so many questions but (laughs) (laughs) so are your houses like really well insulated?
1: Uh, some are. That's that's a tricky part. Like my house is amazing because my husband is amazing. Um, <laughs> we, we have built our house in a very specific way that um that creates a uh, good insulated house. So we have we have one section that is log that isn't as good um, because it breathes and it ends up creating a lot of condensation which Mm. is an issue because then you have mold yeah um and but the newer part of the house he has built um what's called like a remote wall so we have the inside wall and then instead of everything like your two by fours lining up and then you know the outside wall going to that um and then your insulation being in between your two by fours he has created a like 18 inch between the inside wall and the outside wall. And those two by fours are staggered. And so there's not any places in the house where the, um, two by fours create like a joint that has no insulation. So we have insulation from the bottom all the way up because it's, uh, he made it so that it's, it's pretty much a whole 18 inch, you know, (laughs) that's amazing. Act. um yeah it's he really really worked hard on designing it in a way that would create a house that would stay warm in the in the winter with minimal you know heating um yeah I mean you still have to run the boiler every day but sure. um sometimes twice a day when it gets super cold but um we don't lose heat. Uh nice. And, and so, it probably helps uh, in the
0: summertime too,
1: I would imagine. It does. Yep. Yeah. Our house stays nice and cool in the summer where a lot of other people struggle with that. Yeah. Because we do have such extremes. We don't have we don't have enough hot days to have air conditioners right. or anything like that. Right. You know? Um, but sometimes we have enough hot days where you really wish that you had an air conditioner, you know. So right. we can get waves. And be in the 90s for, you know, 80s and 90s for, uh, you know, a month. And for us Alaskans, we're like That's 90. pretty hot, yeah. <laughs> so have you lived in Alaska your whole life? No, we moved here. Um, so we came up for a summer when my first, my oldest, he's turning 18, when he was one. Um, we came up for a summer and then we came back up when my second turned one, actually. He turned one that fall. Um, and so we've been up here 13 years now.
0: That is amazing. And where did you go from?
1: Um, we kind of bounced around a little bit. We um were originally from for the most I mean, I grew up moving a lot, but um my husband and I met in Colorado. Okay. And um that's where we I guess what he grew up and i spent most of my childhood um and we lived there and and then we just kind of decided that we were tired of doing the normal thing Mm -hmm. Uh, so we sold the duplex that we owned and we moved into our rv and we just decided we were going to travel around and find a new place to live every six months and see what kind of ministry we could help with and that is amazing We could get and stuff. Yeah, it was, I think that, I mean, this was 16 years ago. um, And there wasn't as much um, online stuff back then. Right. So it was actually really hard i can Uh, imagine we we had we had a big uh reality check Uh, (laughs) about about a year in and just realized that it it wasn't going to work for us
0: it doesn't pay now
1: (laughs) it would be different because there's so many opportunities to well i mean the fact that you write books
0: you can do that from anywhere so i could do
1: that from anywhere Yeah. yeah um but but we loved that time um and our first stop was up in Alaska um we ended up doing i mean we're kind of we're kind of a little bit of crazy so it's good that we, <laughs> good that we ended up, <laughs> yeah and it's good that i mean it makes sense that we ended up in alaska because you kind of have to be a little crazy to live here especially i would think so yeah yeah and I think um, so. yeah it's just not And normal. i mean that in a good way <laughs> yeah and so when we went back down and we kind of realized uh that that we weren't going to be able to make it work doing the whole six month new place. We kind of did this thing and then ended up in Oregon. And okay. that was really, really a hard year mm-hmm. and a half. Because okay. Because there's just no economy in Oregon, right? Mm. Or back then. But yeah. And then eventually we ended up back here. So
0: that's really cool. And so, how did you become an author?
1: Oh, so. I have that cheesy I've always wanted to be an author you know um ever since I was little I've I've had notebooks with short stories and poems and um little snippets in them I actually found one when I was going through my um we've been getting rid of a lot of stuff and um I found one from elementary school and I was like oh my god I love that how do I still have this with all the times we've moved, but this is, I found one the other day
0: it's been a couple of years, but I found one from elementary school also the uh, recently, and it was,
1: it made me laugh. It's so much fun (laughs) when you do that. And then, you know, you go to college and you are told you have to get an actual like degree or whatnot. And I had no clue what I wanted to be because I, I, I kind of bounced around, um, I loved school. So it was really easy for me to just kind of switch genres, genres, switch. uh, (laughs) That too. Yeah. um, Yeah. um, Studies. Majors. Yeah. Yeah. Majors. And, and I got like in my fifth year and I was nowhere near getting a degree and I'm like, it's going to be, I'm going to be here for six years and not be able to have a a piece of paper
0: to show for it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I finally just nailed something down, looked it up my stuff and had more english classes because i've always loved english you know literature and stuff and writing and um but i knew i didn't want to be a teacher um Mm -hmm. and i was like well what am i gonna do with just like a literature english degree like that's dumb um i mean (laughs) not that it's dumb but that's the the you know rationale like
0: right right what kind of a job you know needs that yeah Yeah. because that's that's how we think as americans you know you get a, a teaching. degree so you yeah. can get a job. Yeah.
1: Right. And so I figured, you know, my thought process was, well, I pretty much have a degree that I can do nothing with no matter which way I go. So I might as well do what I want. And I ended up with a creative writing degree. Oh, fun. And then didn't use it. Um, sure. <laughs> uh, and uh, went into a into, uh, title company and, and did <laughs> thinking and stuff until I had kids <laughs> and then I didn't work. But um, I kept throughout. I don't know. I, um, I had one one of my kids, and it was a winter. I think maybe our first winter up here. And I I started writing a a book, and it was a medieval romance because um, I had been, you know, probably binging those at the time. Right. And uh, um, and there was uh, because I love like Tam- Tamara Lee and her okay. stuff. Um, and, uh, so I found on the computer a book that was maybe halfway down, I would get to the halfway point and then stop. And, um, and then I was, um, actually teaching, um, Bible club at our school here, Okay. Every- you know, we would go in and do Bible clubs at the school here in Tok, And then we would go to a couple of the villages and do Bible clubs there, too. Fine. And um, I was preparing to teach and I was doing a, you know, lesson on Philip and the Ethiopian. And, um, you know, you've read these some of these stories a million times or whatever, maybe not a million, but... You yeah. um, read them a lot, and then all of a sudden something clicks, you know, yeah. and it's like, oh my gosh, you know, what in the world is this right here? Um, And for me, that was when Philip dunks the Ethiopian, and then the Ethiopian comes up, and Philip's nowhere around; he's miles and miles away. Shows up, you know, he just disappears like that and shows up a million mile, you know, uh, miles yeah. away. And I was like, because oh! I'm also a big fan of like time travel, Um, but I. I always had a hard time with time travel because, like, growing up, I always loved imagining what it would be like if I lived in a different time period. Yeah. Like I would play. I I had the biggest imagination possible what awesome I forced my friends to play. <laughs> you know, <laughs> um, all these crazy like, you know, uh, Anne Frank and you know all these different things that we would mm-hmm. we would play and force them to play. And so you know, t- that idea of time travel always fascinated me. And when I read that, it just was like, oh, what if this explains, could explain time travel? Ooh. Because that was the thing that always kind of stopped me was the science of it. You yeah.
0: Know? Yeah. It doesn't make yeah. sense. Logically, doesn't yeah.
1: make sense logically, but then it just kept spinning in my head. You know, not that I, not that, not that it, I believe that time travel is possible, but to me this was like it was like god was saying okay this could be a reason to you know explain yeah. time travel because god is the author of time and space so if he can take philip from here to here you know location wise what stops, of an eye. Yeah. yeah what stops him from taking somebody from now into the past or the past mm-hmm. into the future or whatnot and uh and and then that just started my brain going. And for months, I had like basically a download of my first series, which was Vestige, um, Vestige and okay. Time. Yeah. And I lived with these characters for years. They just kept going in my head. And finally, I was like, okay, I'm going to write. I'm going to write the first book. And I started writing it. I put a, put a thing up on my wall, uh, up on my cabinet that had like, because I was serious. I'm going to do this thing, you know. I've always wanted to write, I'm going to do this. So I put a little word count um, chart and kept track of where I was. I had a little Be Brave on there. Like I did the whole thing. And um, I got to that halfway mark and it kind of started getting hard because the middle is always the hardest of the book. It is. And then I got really sick and um, I couldn't even hardly get out of bed. Um, And it was it was like that just stayed up for months without moving and then eventually i took it down mm. um and and then i ended up getting um diagnosed with Hashimoto's, and i and i was able to get better um and it was kind of crazy because i went to a homeschool conference because i homeschool my kids um and there was a math workshop um which I am not a big math person. That <laughs> <Back laughs> and me do not get along. But I go to this workshop and there's a room full of homeschool moms and this math guy. And he says, Okay, I want you all of you guys to think of a goal. Um, and it can't or a dream and it can't relate to your kids, it can't relate to homeschool, can't relate to your family. It has to be completely yours. And all of us homeschool moms were like, What, what does, does that, that mean? even look like? Yeah, yeah like <laughs> non-existent yeah exactly um, but it kept like spinning in my head for a couple weeks and the thing that just kept bugging me is that I really wanted to write and that I had had that up on my counter for my kids to see or my cabinet for my kids to see and I keep you know I always tell my kids that you know that that you could be whatever you want to be but I always add that it you could be whatever you want to be, but it's going to take a lot of hard work. Mm -hmm. And it's going to take a lot of learning. Um, And there's going to be a lot of struggles to Mm -hmm. get your dreams. It's not just something that is easy. And yet, here I was taking down my dream poster, you know, taking down that counter, and that just kind of like lit a fire under my tush. And I decided I'm finishing that. And, um, and I'm not just going to fit because I'm, again crazy um you know when I do something I'm I'm gonna do it full out like you know if I if I do something I want to especially with something as big as this that's been my dream forever you know I'm gonna do it full out and so I just started like researching different options for publishing um and my husband and I are entrepreneurs at heart anyways. We own several businesses. And I was like, well, I don't Helpful. like people telling me what to do. <laughs> so, we won't be Alaskan... going
0: traditional. Thank you very no. much. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's another Alaskan trait um, i clearly adopted as my own. And um, yeah, so I went indie. And then, yeah, that was in my first book published in 2019 and I just published my 23rd, I think. That's amazing.
0: Um, so, yeah. That is, wow, congratulations on that, and so did you stay in the time travel
1: Um, my genre, first or? No, well, um, so I, once again, crazy. Uh, I'm kind of a hot mess, I like to say, but I'm <laughs> like a, a, like a, controlled chaos i guess i really love um books like my favorite movies and my favorite books all incorporate romantic suspense and comedy and um act you know action yeah. adventure type stuff um like some of my favorite movies of all time are romancing the stone mm. and yeah. night and day with tom cruise and cameron diaz you know um i fool's gold like i love those those
0: they have Actually, the adventure yeah
1: exactly yeah that are also like full of humor and so that's how I've written um and and I just decided that well okay so I I wrote my time travel um and then my brother was like because the the hero of the second book in that series he um he is a special force um operative and he tumbles back in time um and he was in the middle of the wilderness alone because he had just come out of a mission that had gone really bad and um so my brother when he read the book he was like and then I sent him um another book and he goes oh is this the mission that went wrong I'm so excited about that and I'm like uh, no <laughs> it's not but that gives me some ideas but, yeah and, so then I wrote the mission that went wrong. And then that led into, uh, you know, his team of of um, special service guides. And, okay. um, and then that kind of went into my striker series. And then from there, we went to Alaska with my Alaskan rebels, and they're all interconnected. Um, but like I have some that are, you know, the time travel historical, um, the straight up romantic suspense um and then i also have some romantic com that are more heavy like front heavy on the romantic comedy but they still are really just you know action adventure right Um, right so so i i'm kind of a little everywhere that's Um, awesome but i but i say the main main you know thing they all feel the same they all read the same because they are all just you know because they're all from you yep yeah so um, that's fun. Okay, yeah.
0: yeah, that's fun. And so the book that you chose for us is part of the um, Alaskan Rebels series. Yes. And yeah. um, so why don't you tell us about that series?
1: Okay. Well, this series is um, living in Alaska. Um, I I actually have a hard time reading books set in Alaska because a lot of times they they aren't quite right I'm Um, sure you know they it's a little too much of the Lord 48 in Alaska and there are some of that you know if you're in Anchorage or if you're um some of the bigger places you get that that feel um and so I really wanted to write Alaska um from an Alaska corrective. yeah and um i love my the last book in my um striker series um has is lena rebel she's she's one of the rebels and um i just you know up here we have a lot of big families um probably because it's cold in the winter <laughs> uh, a lot of spring babies a of big, yeah a lot of big families um, yes, yeah, a lot of, June, <laughs> um, and it, it's just, uh, I wanted to show that. And so the Alaskan rebels are a family, um, from my area. Uh, they, they have now gone to different parts of Alaska, but they are from originally from my area. And, and a lot of the, um, couple of the books are set here, um, around Toke and, um, I just, you know, just living up here a lot of times is an adventure. We don't even have to have like bad yeah. guys changing us um <laughs> in order to have an adventure. And no so doubt. I want to show that too. Um, I mean, there are uh I, I like to mix things between um, having completely just uh like like an external force of of a bad person or bad, you know, um enemy against them um and then also i like to show like a flip of that that it's not always an enemy but sometimes nature can be a, well just yeah as terrible enemy
0: yeah uh, especially up in your area i would i would imagine that nature yeah. can be just as
1: yeah yeah, yeah. um scarier m- more uh, often um and so i wanted to show that as well and so it kind of nice okay on that in the series, okay, um, and especially in uh, a Rebel's Promise, that uh-huh. uh, is part of the um, the tour, I guess. Yes, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, tour around the U.S. Um, yes. So, in a Rebel's Promise, it's a second chance romance between high school sweethearts. Um, he he promised that he would always be there for her, but then went off to war. He's a para, paratrooper okay. rescuer. Um, so he basically rescues people, you know, he goes in and in rescues bad situations. People. Yeah, yeah, the elite in bad situations. Um, and uh, but when he went into the service, they decided that, you know, it's it's one of the most rigorous programs to get into. Um, and And that had always been a stream. And so they decided to part ways. Um, But they are thrown together again when they are both. um, He is the alternative for uh, expedition to the North Pole. Um, Mm -hmm. And uh, when he's called in if he doesn't realize this. And there you go. Forced proximity. Um,
0: <laughs> but I love I, it.
1: Yeah. So I wanted, um, there's been lots of expeditions to the North pole, but usually they try and go from the closest point, which is either in, um, you know, Canada is a lot of the places that they go from and stuff. But um, I wanted to show, you know, totally fictional but i wanted to see what would happen if we went from like the furthest north point in alaska which is barrow um and go to the north pole that way so um dog sled um really you know extreme like weather circumstances um polar bears all kinds of crazy crazy stuff that you have to go through um and just the danger of that they're with the team um you know, with very few, uh, checkpoints, um, and they totally have to rely on each other. So, right. Wow. Yeah. So in your
0: area, what kind of wildlife do you see on a regular basis?
1: Um, so we have Fox often, actually, I was just commenting that our Fox population is really high. I've seen a lot of foxes. Um, Hmm. we have, uh, grizzly bears and black and black bears, um, we set up a bear bait station, like I don't know a mile from our house. We ride on four wheelers out there and set up bear bait. Um, we have moose and caribou. My oldest he does trapping and he'll trap for lynx and fox and wolf. We get wolves quite a bit. actually, our um moose hunting area that we go to every year has really been overrun by wolves and you oh. can hear them at night howling um, my, my oldest son, actually, he uh, uh, this is kind of <laughs> this is where I get a lot of my inspiration. I don't have to um, really <laughs> don't have to it. go too far. huh? <laughs> yeah. And it's I don't know if I like this idea. <laughs> <laughs> so last um, fall, I guess it was my um, son, one wanted to go look and see if he could find some wolves. And so he was driving and a couple of wolves crossed the highway that he was on. So he pulled off and, and was just going to walk around and see if he could find them. Um, he had his rifle and he's walking around and um, they, he hears one howl, So he howls back at it and, and then he's walking in the woods. The woods here are a little bit different than a lot of places because we get um, these really, everything doesn't grow very well because it's so cold. Right. So we get all these like clumps of, I call them, they're black spruce. When they're in good soil, they grow really big, like regular spruce, really tall. But when they grow in the soil around here, it's like, I call them old men because they're like all shriveled with big beards, like, like a grizzly old man. Um, And uh, he was walking through that and then he t- hears something behind them and turns around, and there's two wolves right behind them.
0: Oh no! And
1: he pulls up his gun and you know shoots, and they run off, and he doesn't see him again. But you know, so that's like, yeah. My husband went out hunting once, and he had a, a big moose story or a wolf story too. That was scary. So it's it's like yes. I don't have I don't have too far to go for
0: yeah (laughs) i yeah i hear you my husband runs out at a nature preserve down the road from Mm. our house and um sees florida panthers and alligators very regularly he's seen a couple bears and otters of course because you know throw in a little bit of fun but yeah it's uh you don't have to go too far for
1: like the wild
0: crazy stuff sometimes
1: yeah and it's yeah it makes it's it's really I don't know it's interesting I guess yeah yeah (laughs) well I mean
0: if you're gonna choose to live in Alaska that's part of the deal
1: yeah yeah same with like
0: living in Florida all the you have crap that we you, get is part of the deal so yeah you know you
1: know you're going to have hurricanes and crocodiles yeah, and
0: exactly we have alligators and snakes and yeah crazy people and so yeah yeah
1: so yeah it's, you know everywhere that you everywhere that you go you you have things that you have to deal with so mm-hmm. you know i think anywhere that you live could be a romantic suspense (laughs) yeah situation um but yeah we have we enjoy it up here
0: i love that i love that well thank you for sharing alaska with us oh you're welcome find it absolutely fascinating and cannot wait to read your book so thank you for (laughs) sharing all of that with us romantic suspense and adventure all of that is definitely some of my favorite books to read so and when someone has such a great setting and such a great imagination it just makes for a fabulous story so I'm looking forward to that
1: oh thank you (laughs) yeah I have fun with them so I mean and that's
0: that's
1: just what you have to do right is have fun that's
0: exactly right that's exactly
1: we have the best job in the world so
0: (laughs) it it is a definite unique fun job so
1: yeah. that's awesome
0: well thank you sarah for joining me today i <laughs> greatly appreciate it
1: and thanks becky for having me on the podcast and on the united states tour of books thanks
0: for joining me today if you'd like to be part of the read across the u.s book club i'd love to have you join us there is a link in the show notes so just head down there and click and we will welcome you in So see you in the book club, I hope. Have a great day and we'll see you next week with a new episode.